0: Metal Hey, B! Thanksgiving Haberman!
1: Podcast out on Friday after Thanksgiving. This is being recorded before Thanksgiving. So if any crazy happened on Thursday or a game got canceled Sunday, find our updated take somewhere else on that. (laughs) How about them Cowboys? Woo! You, you to want to go win a DraftKings pre- for you, John. Congratulations! Uh, yesterday, let's go.
0: Let's go. Quick score predictions, Cowboys Washington football team. Who
1: you got? Uh, I got Cowboys. Uh, I don't know what. Actually, you want me to fill up the line here to see what it, see what it is. I think it was Going like in? three. Yeah, give me the Cowboys. Uh, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go. Uh, uh, t- uh, I don't know, 27-17. Who cares? Yeah, I, I, I
0: was gonna go like twenty one to ten. Right. Doesn't feel like Alex has much on a short week.
1: Yeah, that's a tough one. You're right.
0: Detroit Texans could be a little more high scoring. It feels like just kind of letting it rip. You yeah. know, maybe like 31 to uh, 24 or something like that. Yeah, over under on that game is 51. Yeah, I'd go 31 24. I either, either flip team. a coin, either team. <laughs> yeah, who,
1: Texans who will cares? Texans will trail late because uh, the Lions lead late, and then uh, Texans will come back and win. I like that. And, yeah. that. and that would get the Texans if the Texans have won, that would get them to uh, four and seven, John.
0: Which isn't ideal for everyone they have. You know, they don't have their first-round pick, because the Dolphins do the Dolphins. Can you imagine being a Dolphins employee in the, like, scouting department? You are actively rooting for them to lose. Yeah. Like, you're on pins and needles rooting for them to lose. That's right. Like, last week, you know, it's a tie game. You're like, okay, Belichick. And then all of a sudden, they fall behind. You're like, holy shit, they're going to win again. They could easily win this game. All of a sudden, you're 5-7. and seven. Not crazy to think they get to, I mean, they do have a good quarterback, get to six, seven wins, and that pick, it goes from, because remember, it was like, it's a top five pick. Well, it might be like pick 14. Right. Well, the Chargers still, the Chargers are struggle to win every
1: game. They're a three-win team. You've got the NFC Bengals, East. Bengals the NFC, ain't going to win anything. NFC East is all your competition for a pick, right? Atlanta, yeah. the Jets, the Jags. I mean, you could end up winning five games and picking, I don't know. Are we sure the Bears are going to win a game again? <laughs> They've lost like five
0: straight. That's a good point. Yeah. I mean, they might just finish at five. Minnesota. I mean, well, the the, the Niners don't have that many wins in sight. So they don't. No, they
1: don't. But a few things here, John. Now that Thanksgiving is over, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Big football weekend ahead. Christmas is around the corner. Uh, if you're looking, if you like the podcast, you want to support the podcast, and you're looking for good Christmas gifts, I'll tell you what. If somebody gave me butcherbox.com
0: slash ham, I'd be fired up.
1: Completely some, agree. Some some
0: butcherbox.com. Meats. They were given free free turkeys away before Thanksgiving. They will have many more deals. Just check it out. We give you deals, free shipping. Go check it out. Steaks, bacon, uh great chicken breasts. I, I ate all those chicken Rib. breasts. They were fantastic. I, I, I did the the ribs, were fantastic. Oh, bomb skis. Go check it out. Um, butcherbox.com slash ham. I've been wearing my
1: cologne every day from hawthorn.co, promo code ham. Yeah. Go to hawthorne.co, promo code HAM. They got every body, you know, deodorants, lotions, hair, sty- uh, uh,
0: shampoos, conditioners. It's all there. How often do you get, you just pass your wife in the hallway and she goes, Damn, honey, you smell pretty good. She, I, she goes, Is that the play or the work? And I go,
1: <laughs> It's always both. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, working on that one. But hawthorne.co,
0: promo yeah, wouldn't. I wouldn't pull that out of a broadcast quite yet. <laughs> Uh, oh, sleepnumber.com. What better to upgrade your sleep, John? No. Get a bed, baby. Sleepnumber.com slash ham. Go check it out. Get yourself a bed. I mean, it's you spend all your time in the bed anyway. Think about it. You you, you work and sleep. That's all we do as we get older. We work, we sleep, and, and eat a little bit. Sleep, you know, basically a third of your life. Unless you're like, you know, Tiger or Kobe or Jordan. Those guys don't sleep. Most of us, I don't Herm, know about, about eight,
1: eight hours. How does Herm go to bed? I, I don't know. I know he gets up at like four. By the way, happy anniversary to you yesterday. uh, Thanksgiving was, I think, your, what, maybe your ninth, the 10th anniversary since uh, your Thanksgiving dinner at Andy Reid's house where you fell asleep in the big comfy chair.
0: (laughs) What year was that? That's one of my favorite stories. Yeah, probably would have been my second year, 2011, so probably a ninth year anniversary.
1: (laughs) I think think of that story when Andy Reid invited you over for Thanksgiving in Philadelphia when you were the scout for the Eagles. Uh, or I guess you're working in the office. Were you not the West Coast Scout yet? You were in the you office. You I was. I was in the office.
0: I had nowhere to go.
1: I just and remember part you telling me that story at the time. I'm like, what was it like? You're like, well, Andy fell asleep after dinner.
0: <laughs> so did Eugene Chung, this former lineman who was a, a line coach. They were all sleeping on the lazy boys. I'll never forget walking up because you got to bring something. Luckily in Philly, there's a lot of like bakeries and places. I got a banana cream pie, and I remember knocking on the door and his wife opening the door, and I'm like, "Here, Tammy, here you go." And she's like, oh, my God, he loves banana green <laughs> pie. I was like, oh, thank God. Now, you, I, I felt pretty confident no matter what I brought. It was going to be, you know, met with uh, excitement. But that was uh, a, a good point. I forget about that day. I sometimes. remember every Thanksgiving I think of that story.
1: <laughs> I thought you know that, what's funny? I quick, still think quick, it's one of my favorite Thanksgivings. That day at had.
0: practice, there was like a light walk through Namdi Wah mm. Had fallen funny. Ooh. And we had thought he had torn his ACL. I remember middle of dinner. It was like, you know, not dinner. It was like three o'clock. Whenever we ate Rick Burkholder, who's his still his trainer in Kansas city called him and was like, he's fine. And we're like, Oh damn. God, Thanksgiving miracle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nomdi sucked. I'll never forget Namdi signs. There was, it wasn't a quarantine process, but there was, because it was a lockout. You had to wait a couple days before he was allowed to put the pads on. He was playing catch on the sideline, like a practice squad guy. And I just remember him playing catch, and it was like, this guy can't catch. It was like a little kid, you know, before they learn how to catch. And it turned out he had the worst hands in, like, NFL history. Because remember, it was like, well, he doesn't pick the ball off, but he's a lockdown corner. Yeah, No, he cannot catch. Literally cannot catch. Can't do it. <laughs> you know? Bad deal. Immediate red flag. Yeah, it's just one of those... say it's one of the worst signings of the last decade, wouldn't you say? Uh, Yeah, how much For the hype. I mean, you know what's funny? At the time. On, I I was, if you're listening to this on Friday, like Tuesday night, there was nothing on TV. So, you know, I was like, you know, back in the day, people just read a lot. Why? Because there wasn't unlimited television channels. And I was like, I have an unlimited television channel. There's nothing to watch. Let's go read. So I'm reading this Belichick Brady book. And in 2008... After Randy Moss had 25 touchdowns and like it was clear like he resurrected his career, one of the best wide receivers ever. His contract, he's like, I want a new deal, was three years twenty seven million (laughs) dollars. That guy was twelve years ago, right? That's not nineteen ninety three. No, I know. Three years twenty seven million. And he was happy, like he was thrilled with the deal. The NFL has made a gigantic leap in terms of cash, what they pay their players over the last decade. And I've always said Manning and Brady are the bird magic in terms of the economic boom for the league. Like those two guys and reading this Patriot book, the Patriots are a big, like the Patriots were this evil team that everyone hated. Yet they had the best player and the best coach, but most people hated them they help the league really grow. Like you, and it kind of hit like, who's the villain now? Like you're going to need a villain. You know, villains help. Yeah. Especially when they're good. Cause then you hate watch them. Right. The Seahawks are not villains.
1: No, they're not good enough, but they're also just to Pete, who hates Pete Carroll? Like Bill was, you know, th- the, the Patriots were as good. You can't get better than Belichick. Right. Just as a guy hateable. Then you add to it, multiple cheating allegations and scandals. Then you add to it, they just win nonstop.
0: Well, one thing I had forgotten is that I was in like the 07, 08 range of the chapter that I read of like the 30 pages I read or whatever, which I felt pretty accomplished. You read 30 pages when the spy gate happened all the other famous players from the teams that they had beat a couple years before in the other Super Bowls started claiming, like, Marshall Fall, mm, dude right. on I the Eagles. Doing it. Bullshit. We should be Super Bowl champs. They like cheated the because they had won three Super Bowls by nine points. And they're like, this doesn't add up. Then other players like Richard Seymour and Ty Law, these guys that were on other teams, like, Ty Law was really, he was on the Chiefs. He's like, fuck that. We won this fair and square. I never saw shit. So then you had all this craziness of dudes throughout the league that are sticking up for their time on the Patriots, and then all these former Patriot coaches stick... It was just... It, it was a war zone on the Patriots. Like Mark Slareth was like, "This, I don't believe any of this stuff. And it, it was crazy. I do kind of remember like... I don't think our time as sports commentators now and people just talk about it, it would take a lot to create everyone talking about one singular thing consistently for that long as the Patriots did. And maybe it's just the fragmentation of podcasts and media has changed a little bit, but it was a little like baseball steroids. Like everyone had. I think that story would hold up in 2021. I
1: think it would because I think the, think about it. Think how much bigger they are than the Astros and the Astros cheating scandal
0: was like just everybody. A cheating cheating scandal is pretty big. Cheating scandal is big. So I I think for example, even though it's, it's kind of stupid, but if you're just at a, if you were at Thanksgiving meal and you brought up Aunt Becky and that cheating scandal, like everyone kind of has an opinion, right? On her getting a yeah, kid in. Yeah. Like I do think cheating, just the word cheating, you know, Bernie Madoff, Bill Bell, just kind of everyone just, if you see a headline, you probably click on a link. Well, to just w- read we are so
1: punishment-oriented. We love punishing people for whatever it is they did.
0: What is the punishment? We are very punishment well, you know how You know how much Goodell got punished? Goodell? Or I mean how much Goodell gave Bill Belichick personally five hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, which was a historic fine. They took away his first round pick, but because the Niners had made a trade with the the uh, the Patriots the year before to trade up to get Joe Staley, the next year the Niners won like five games. The Patriots had the eighth pick in the draft. They took away their thirty first pick they because the they lost pick. to the Giants. They still had the eighth pick. <laughs>
1: They, they should have given that back drivers. to the Niners. It's brutal. <laughs> Bill was prepared to cheat. Yeah. By the way, if you're listening to this Friday, uh, uh your Namdi Asamoa story, Penae, you want to watch a good future star? Panay Sewell, number one for Oregon. Oregon, Oregon State plays 4 30 on Friday. Um, he's people talk about him not quite like they talk about his brother, who's going to be the first non quarterback taken. Noah. Uh, did I say Panay? Yeah, Panay is the brother, yeah. left tackle. Noah Sewell, number one. You and I were watching Oregon the other day. He got carted off, devastating the injury, John.
0: Back in practice. The next day, right? Yeah. I was like, oh, thank God. I, I That, to me, is a little basketball-ish. When you're like, oh, my God, the guy just shattered every bone in his leg. And then, like, three minutes later, it's like, hey, oh, he's jogging behind the bench. It happens a lot in it, the NBA. In football, I... For the most part, actually, I think every time a guy is carted off, it is very shocking if it's not a season end or let alone a minimum like major injury, right? Yeah, you don't get carted off in football without it being pretty serious. No, it, it, it just felt does like not Burrow, happen.
1: like the Joe Burrow situation. If anyone, if that's how it felt when Oregon's star. I mean, I'm telling you, this guy is a. I, people talk about him. I haven't heard him talked about in terms of like really draft position yet, but I do think the way we talk about him is like top ten level talent.
0: Noah. Yeah, that's what it sounds uh, well, like. Well, guy, I mean, I've just I I've watched just some highlights of Noah and parts of their game. I mean, I think he's a top two or three pick. Now, I think a lot of people in the NFL don't value middle linebacker, even though I completely disagree. I think the I guess Devin White kind of went cover. five, like he's built like yeah. A that's big what I'm guy, saying. Devin, Devin White, run. Luke Kuechly Luke went eight. I I t- I take a sweet linebacker top five without hesitation. Especially if it's like a Bosa situation where let's say his brother's in the league and is is playing really well, right? Well, do you think the Bucks regret taking Devin White at five? No. Or the Bears at Roquan Smith at eight? No, no. Or the Panthers all those years for taking Luke at eight? No. And I think sometimes it's like, linebackers overvalued. Are they really? Panace or Noah Sewell, if he's like Devin White or Roquan, you mean he's going to make every tackle? In the run game, oh, and then it's like he's going to cover tight ends and running backs out of the backfield. Like, what more do you want out of the guy?
1: Well, tight ends are consistently like the best defensive players in the NFL, aren't they?
0: Well, think. He, oh, so you don't want Jonathan Abram, who could cover, right? <laughs> like, it's like they basically kill, hit like that in the run game, but they actually cover people. Wait, the other Jonathan part Abram is, is just sneaky, getting crushed. Did you see? Like, he's the last rated PFF guy. Yeah. Texting with a buddy on the Chiefs. He's like. I think he's one of the most overrated players in the league. Like, he covers nobody. But he does. Like, everyone, you feel him when you just feel like three plays a game. It's like, oh my God, Jonathan And then the announcers are like, he triggers downhill and he's coming for blood. Run the alley! (laughs) And then it's like, touchdown Chiefs. How'd he get so open? And Abrams, like, on the other side of the field. That, I think for John Gruden, and I watched a little bit of his, like, Somehow his press conference got tweeted. The Mahomes interview, like, yeah, what do you do? No, not that, but like, what do you do to get in the the head of a, a young player who's constantly screwing up? And John's like, I'm not taking the bait. I'm not. We're staying positive around here. But you could, I'd imagine, when those doors shut, Jonathan Abram has got undressed by John. Right? I mean, hey, John, we're or we're paying you a lot of money, draft you in the first round, and you're fucking trying to get on the top 10 of ESPN Sports Center. What are we doing around here? There might have been a blow up when John's in the front of the team with the clicker on it. And it doesn't feel like he,
1: from the beginning, like Gruden, I think probably appreciates him as a player. You remember the hard knocks where Gruden is clearly just kind of annoyed with his immaturity. Um... I want it's. It doesn't quite feel like that's. Uh, maybe it's his guy. I don't know, but I do wonder. If once, that
0: was... Well, I think Mayock loved him. I, I think once it starts costing you in games, whether it's your guy or not, as a as a coach, just in sports, I think you just develop a short fuse, right? Yeah, you're costing me wins and losses. Like literally, you cost me that game. Especially you say, if you, you think know, it's because you
1: play a selfish style, right? Yeah. Podcast brought to you by Ease. This is, I mean, talk about the holiday season. Ease.com. What'd you what'd you call yesterday? Well, they call it Thanksgiving. Ease.com, promo code ham, or promo code ham 10 if you're
0: a returning user. Yep. Uh get on ease.com, promo code ham, promo code ham 10, returning users, like I said, pre-rolls, vapes, edibles, you name it. They got it. Go check it out. Ease.com, ton of holiday specials. Do that for us. Y- you want to support the podcast? Uh, you can either Venmo me $5,000, just go to Ease.com and
1: promo code AM.
0: Yeah, that's right. Uh,
1: and when we're talking about holiday gifts. Great. Come on, talk about a ho- what a, What? What? better. Is that the tree? Uh, kind of. Hey, you got to be it 21 like... or
0: over. Don't be getting it for your little little, little children or anything. Oh, that's true. Ease.com,
1: promo code Keep it on the shelf next to uh, the elf on the shelf. Uh, just got to be 21 or over. Verified online in minutes. And uh, boom, delivered to you in minutes. There you go. Last-minute holiday e- shopping for you. Easy peasy. And returning users. Get it in. Am 10. All right. Thursday's loss is Sunday's gain, gain, gain. Steelers-Ravens postponed to Sunday. Now, I guess as we talk about this Wednesday, there's a chance that it gets worse for the Ravens. And by the time you listen to this, maybe that – I hope not. But we have to be open to the possibility that something happens with that game based on the Ravens. Um. But it's too bad because this game is incredible. And I, you know what I loved about how pissed the Steelers got when this game got postponed to Sunday afternoon was the Steelers kind of felt for being a cornerstone franchise in the league, for having just, you know, players that have played in the bright lights like Roethlisberger and Juju. I do think they think, as the only unbeaten team in the league, I think they think they're disrespected. I kind of agree. I've been saying I think they're the best team in the league for now maybe a month, and watching the Chiefs' defense against the Raiders, I I only feel better about that. But I love that they were pissed about the fact that they lost. I mean, part of it was they wanted to play the Ravens on a short week, but I think part of it was that the game was on national TV. You don't really hear players talk like that anymore because everything is technically on national TV. You can get any game. The highlights are anywhere. The idea that, you know, the whole sport gathers around for Monday night football, it's not quite the same as it used to be. There's multiple prim- – now we got three primetime games a week, right? I love that those guys were really fired up to play the Thursday night Thanksgiving game against a team that I, they probably felt like they could beat. I did. I know you did. Yeah, I mean – it, it, it.
0: I wasn't that shocked that they moved it back just in the sense of they had to they have two other games that night. Uh but it was the marquee event. You know, it felt like, you know, if you've ever purchased a pay-per-view fight, all the random fights before it, you're like or I Or not really purchased, watched on
1: Periscope via somebody yeah. else's
0: stream. <laughs> you're like when is uh, Manny Pacquiao and Floyd Mayweather going to fight for the, you know at, at 48 years old yeah. each. So remember we'd we be like, "Hey, hey I'm headed there? to Hooters to watch the fight.
1: You want to come?" <laughs> I remember that I watched a fight at Hooters once.
0: <laughs> I, I have too. I, I've watched several pay per views at like out and about, but it sucks. But I I, I understand it. Like it's just it it's the this year is not about fairness or anything. But it's going to be hard. I guess if you're listening to this, like those two other games are just this game was so much better, infinitely better, dramatically better. Like it was if that if this game is. I wouldn't say it's a 10 because the Ravens clearly aren't as good, but the hatred, the rivalry, it's probably like a 9, 9.5, or the other games are at best like a 4, right? right? Yeah. If you're just rating on a 1 to 10 scale. No. So it's a, it's a big loss from an entertainment standpoint for sure. Yeah,
1: But you're you, what you're saying is because people uh, – and maybe it's because we just have Niners Twitter in our feed, right? A lot of people are, are comparing it to how the 49ers on a Thursday with multiple starters out – Remember, Remember with it was the, the Raiders, they were forced to play a game without some guys and I, I just think Yeah, but the Raiders game, primetime game was on like this is what you're saying. The Raiders Sunday game just got moved. They still had to play. People are saying, why do the Niners have to play Thursday night football, but the Ravens don't? And what you're saying is, well, because there's
0: Well, I think the I think the last time they signed the Thursday night package, it was like nine hundred or a billion dollars. So if you just did the math, if they get ten games, every game's worth a hundred million dollars. Well, the Thursday night game is his own little package in itself. That's after you don't, that's that's before Nance gets his seventeen million though, John. So you yeah, don't quite about, that <laughs> exactly. Think about this guy. When you have a standalone game like the Niners Packer game was, if you move that game, there is no Thursday night game. Right. So the NFL, who makes their all their money on television ratings, like they were Thursday night games, they don't want to not have Thursday night games. Why? Because they know they dominate. It's it's proven now. that The Thursday night game is not only not going away, like we're only, we might get more of them. So this one, because there were two other games, and it being just the morning game, which they could throw nothing at us and we're still going to watch, Cowboys just always move the needle. I think they can go, well, it, this is an easy one to push back. The Niners they just, part of not moving that game, they didn't want a zero there. They didn't want just nothing. They wanted to dominate. And even though that game was a blowout, it's still, I would imagine, rated infinitely higher than the next highest whatever show was on television that night that came in second for views, right? Yep. That's why they did it. So yeah, the, the Niner, it was unfair. A lot of things have been unfair this year, right? The way... I mean, the, the Bama's about to coach a game without Nick Saban. The Patriots had to play a game without a starting quarterback. The, uh, the Raiders had to play a game without Jonathan Abram. The, the Niners, it's just part of the deal. It's, this this is not about fairness at all. And I don't think the league thought, like, let's do this to be fair to the Ravens. They've proven they don't give a shit. They do not care. It sucks for us as viewers, but I also am a little shocked that a lot of the media who now, I mean, we, we have the information. Like, it's clear why they're doing this, right? They're not, they don't want, I I don't think they want to, because if this game weren't able to happen and they had to reschedule it, it would be a problem because the Steelers have already used their bye week, right? Right. They, that, and that's where it sucks from
1: the Steelers. That's the unfair part to the Steelers is they'd use their bye week already, then they had this kind of minimal. When I buy. think they
0: they would complain, right? Their bye week wasn't really the bye week because they had been preparing. And it on like Thursday, it was like, well, you're on their bye week now. They're like, what the fuck? We've been practicing all week. Right, right. Yeah. So it's like, it you, you know, it'd be like me telling a 10 year old on Thursday, like, oh, this is your spring break. Go home. You're like, spring break? I just, Monday through Thursday, I've been coming to class. So I, I get they, they just think like they got jobbed a little bit. Yeah, which they're, well, they're but, not but again, wrong. Like, did you
1: hear what Kalani Satake, the BYU coach, said on the ESPN uh, reveal show on Tuesday? No. They, he said, our some of our players and coaches lost money because we thought there might be a chance we end up playing Washington this week. So people canceled their travel plans, right? Like non-refundable flights or whatever. Now, who knows how much that really happened or whatever. But this is just... Team's game plan, they scrap a game plan, they start game planning for another team, they scrap that. that it's, it, whatever. I don't, I'm not, I don't want to spend too much time talking about who's complaining on Twitter, but it does, there's a distinct difference between this situation and.
0: But, but I, but I, what I'd say to Kalani, I'd say, this 2020 for everyone in every business, like that's kind of happened to people. Yeah, his, you know?
1: he, he was not complaining. He was just saying, I don't want to hear people say we're trying to avoid Washington when everything that our players and coaches have done is the opposite. Like we have actively tried to be ready to play. That's why. So he's, he's like,
0: w- did, did he claim like they'd already kind of started getting ready? He was preparing? just saying,
1: people are saying we're afraid of Washington. We've started to prepare in case they could work that game out. So that's all. Like I'm not afraid. And then anymore. Washington ended up playing Utah. So and then you <laughs> Washington, but I give him. I he's an impressive guy, right? He's like we're not afraid of Washington. And guess what? This is college football. They're not afraid of us. Nobody's afraid of anybody. It's not about that. Which was a very fair point by him. But the point did, of, they did get crushed on social media, which was very fun. You can't do anybody time any any
0: anybody anytime any place. And then, if, I also think it wouldn't have been as possible but, if that wouldn't have been out there. I mean, Zach Wilson's wearing the yeah, headband. Yeah. they set themselves up. Yeah,
1: which whatever. But his point is like, look, our coaches and our players have nothing to do with like whether or not that game gets played. That's a whole which other is true. Negotiation.
0: Well, he he does a little bit. The head coach does. But you're right. He's right. Yeah. The players no no juice. But uh, the, look, the reason we bring this up is because it sucks about
1: Thursday. But hey, you're listening to this on Friday. Thursday's over. We now got Sunday, and hopefully we got this game and a bunch of other games. I will say this about Thursday before we move on to just a couple of the other games we like, John of we talk I love this phrase they they you know like you're not on scholarship is there a is anybody on a bigger scholarship than the lions on thanksgiving like that no. is the ultimate scholarship i don't know maybe they I, I do th- was great th- i i
0: i i do think it's somewhat fair their franchise sucks they're irrelevant it's just their one moment a year but we, we all have you to know? suffer. we got to watch them yeah, but I, I don't think most teams would want that 9 a.m. kickoff. That's true, 12.30, whatever it is. Just yeah. give it to them. Yeah, and I, I don't think anyone would sign up for that.
1: Uh, Bill's Chargers has my attention this weekend, I'll tell you that.
0: Yeah, I mean, a guy – I'd even say, like, Saints at Denver. Say every Taysom Hill start has my attention. Obviously, Indy Tennessee has my attention. Uh, Chiefs, Bucks. I mean, this is an excellent slate of games. The Niners – You know, Ram should, but it doesn't really like to me. That's what's crazy is that game's probably like fifth or sixth on the most interesting standpoint of just implications of the playoffs. Uh, Kyler against Belichick, yeah. I mean, doesn't have the same
1: anticipation I thought it would, but that's Bill is like Bill this year. I feel like is Toby Keith, you know, like I'm not sure (laughs) they're not as good as they once were this year, but he could maybe he could be as good once as he ever was. Now he may just not have the personnel. It's a, it's but, a good line there. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I at least anticipate the possibility, right? That that, that could be. Uh, just it's a just, two and a half
0: point line. I mean, I think else? the biggest game of the I think the biggest game of the weekend is Titans Colts because whoever, if the Colts were to win this game, they're not only basically they would swept the Titans. Could they somehow depend? I mean, if the Chiefs were to lose the Bucks, would they still be in the mix for like the two seed? You know, I mean, they're not dead. You um, talking about
1: would Indy be in the mix for the two seed? Yeah. If they're 8 and 3 and
0: Kansas City's 9 and 2, because the one thing we're going to talk a lot about is the AFC, the the spots that are open for the playoffs, who's how's it going to, you know, 7 5 6, right. who are they going to play, 2 3 4. Right. I mean, those games those are going to be some really good games, right? I mean, just even like Chiefs Browns, like that's pretty interesting. Well, the Browns don't suck. I I think especially in the Raiders AFC, Bills, there's going to be some games where you're like, god, I don't
1: want Tennessee or Indy to lose. You know, like they might end up, like to your point, they could play, right? That could yeah, be like a four or five, five game. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right now, the AFC, I mean, we're a long ways away, but because you got, we've got four seven and three teams in
0: the AFC playoffs right now. So a lot of that could change. Yeah. I think, and a lot is going to change because some of these seven and three teams are playing this week. Right. You know, like the Bills are seven and three, right? Well, you know, I mean, the chart, the one thing about the Chargers, it's hard to just like, like the Bengals or the Jets, it's easy. The Jags every week. L, they're a team that's going to end up winning four or five games, but every week you got to keep an eye on them, right? Because they are going to. They just have too much talent. They can upset someone. Well, they they're like um they're
1: they're like a version of the Cardinals that doesn't win, right? And we saw what the Bills Cardinals game looked like, where Kyler throws the hail mary. Like, could the Bills just end up in a game where they just have to be really good on offense because the other team, which they can be, but yeah. because the other team is also really good on
0: offense. I think what makes Herbert unique, a lot of times you get West Coast quarterbacks and for the most part recently they've come out of Stanford, they've come out of Cal, they have come out of Fresno State, like they've come out of the LA schools. They're just California guys and they're just like, "Oh, they're in the elements." Herbert is a lifelong Eugene, freezing cold, like I don't look at like, "Oh, he's playing in Buffalo, which I'm sure is going to be cold. Hell, it may even snow." I don't really view that as like, what's Herbert gonna do? Like, I don't know. He's been fucking living in the rain and yeah. the freezing cold his whole life. He grew up in that weather more than Josh Allen did until Josh Big Allen went time. to Wyoming. But didn't Josh Allen grow up in Bakersfield? Fireball. Fire, yeah, he's used to 110 degrees. I do. One thing I always say though, when you go to college somewhere and then when you play there in the pros, a little like Rogers, lifelong, you know, Northern California guy who plays at Cal. Then he goes, spends 15 years in Green Bay. He can just play outside. Right, so I do right. think Josh Allen playing at Wyoming for a couple years, much easier transition, right, to... That that had to be a pretty eye-opening experience, though, from California to Wyoming. <laughs> like, hey, uh, 6 a.m. January 1st. Be there or be and square. And not just cold, but like snow. Oh, wind, misery. I'll never forget making the drive, scouting. I'll probably never be on this road again. And when you're in like Montana, Wyoming, some of these long stretches, they have these wood contraptions on the side. So when it does snow and the winds get crazy that it kind of corrals the wind flow, you know, of just, it's almost like a tornado of snow coming through the highways mm. and it blocks it off. You probably got eighteen wheelers really out there. I'll never forget. Like in training camp, you usually get with like, you know, your superiors and they help you put together your schedule. And they're like, you don't want to go through the Montana stretch anywhere past Halloween. Something it's called something Pass, right? Yeah, and you just like I, I've never been there, it's but like, trust me, I, I, I know pass. what you're talking about. Like, oh yeah, fuck, yeah. I see
1: Pass. I'm like, oh fuck, this is two lanes, eighteen wheelers. Yeah, snow. I
0: sideways. ain't trying to be like a, the Oregon Trail here. No, <laughs> no thanks. But sometimes, and I was lucky in my time doing it. There was no, like, what if there's just a Carson Wentz or a Josh Allen there? Like, you have to go then multiple times. Right. Like, you got to go back. Right. I was like, oh, SC is good. You know, sweet. It's Utah, like Utah's like as far as I go. It's
1: like you roll it on a Wednesday. You're like, uh, you guys practicing in the uh, dome
0: today? Like, no, nah, we're going to be <laughs> outside. Like, ah, oh, shit. Yeah, we, we're getting ready for the Mountain West Championship. I was like, holy
1: fuck. Um, you know what? I One thing I was thinking about, and maybe I thought I thought of this when I – when I saw your you reposted that great video of Harbaugh and Vrabel last John Harbaugh and Vrabel just like perplexed as to what Harbaugh's problem is, and then I was thinking about it some more today, just going through kind of the games and the standings because you're right that Titans Indies is a great game. This is one of the great things about the NFL. If if my if this were college, we'd be talking about when is Mike Vrabel going to leave. Tennessee is like he's turned it into. It feels like now it's like quietly one of the best. I don't want to say one of the best jobs, but first of all, you've been there. Just based on the location, it's a great job, right? Well, guy, everyone's moving there. From like the a college standpoint, city in America. we would talk about, yeah, right? It's a great city. So in theory, if NFL free agency worked the way like basketball free agency worked or even baseball, you'd be like, oh, you can get so many players there. Now, it doesn't really matter in the NFL in terms of free agency, but it does matter for your own just like quality of life. And then the other thing, clearly, they're proving they can win. And I would say they haven't even hit their stride yet because they really haven't found their franchise quarterback.
0: It, that's- they they have like the best version, right? They have they don't have a max quarterback, but they don't have a bridge quarterback. But he's good enough to get you and win playoff games. But you got to build your. But he's other not part good enough to have around. to give him
1: like a five year, two hundred million dollar. Yeah, but you don't
0: walk around and like when you're drinking a beer with your buddies, be like. I'm so lucky to have Patrick Mahomes or Russell Wilson changed our life. You're like, you know, we're looking. You know, Keep an eye out.
1: Yeah, I, I guess the best way to put it, we talk about college jobs and Pat
0: Hill when he took the Fresno State job.
1: Like, this is a sleeping giant. We don't talk about NFL jobs that way. But I do think it is just given clearly their coach is elite,
0: right? I think we can say that. Why? I think he's just McVeigh Kyle of defense, right? We don't view him that way, but I just think he's a – But he's got the Tomlin kind
1: of big picture thing going on. Well, if if
0: you did a coaching draft, but he's their defensive coordinator this year. Right, right. I'm just saying, like, he's got, like, yeah, no, that's that's where he's the total package. Where, Where would he, general manager, coaching draft, top? You're factoring in age. Yeah, top three. He'd go in the top. He'd go high. People love him. I mean, I just, they got a good thing going, bro. I mean, there's just no way around it. But they're not, they haven't even reached their potential. And think about this. He did hire Lafleur, and Lafleur's turned out to be a pretty good coach. Arthur Smith's going to get a job. Like it feels like he's got a pretty good feel for hiring yeah, coaches. True. Oh, Is it crazy cool. to think like he'd go above Kyle Shanahan? It's not. It's not. It really isn't. Was it crazy to think he'd go against above McVeigh? Because I think right now McVeigh would go above Kyle. Probably. I think. Now, who knows?
1: I think you could legitimately take variable number one. Yeah,
0: I mean, I think a lot of people are like, you guys are overreacting. Well, just look at his resume. Team captain, best dynasty. Uh, Urban Meyer hires him. He goes to Tennessee, who people forget sucked. And now he's, you know, I mean, he's going back to the playoffs. He just went to the AFC Championship. And to me, there, and this is where Harbaugh got a lot of credit, all playoff games are not equal. Winning road playoff games to me, are almost feel like two wins. Would you agree? There, maybe not two, but like one. Just in and terms a half. of
1: like what it's worth to your air quotes
0: legacy. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. But just like this guy won multiple well, road playoff games, and then you look like, well, was he like, was it like a coin flip game? You're like, no, he was like a nine point I think, underdog. And you bow. say Jim Harbaugh? Is that what you said? Yeah, Jim yeah. won road playoff games it, it, and got so much extra credit,
1: right? And Kaepernick got the because same because it's horrors for those,
0: for those <laughs> games, right? At Green Bay. It's like winning a series in baseball and basketball when you don't have home field and you're the underdog. It's just not supposed to happen. They
1: won so many.
0: They won three because they beat they beat Atlanta Atlanta, on the road, and then the next year they beat Carolina and they beat uh, Green Bay, and they beat Green Bay. I'd say Atlanta on the road and Green Bay. I mean that Atlanta team that place rocks. Yeah, I mean uh, because you know you know a coaching agent told me this when you talk about sleeping giants. It's not a sleeping giant just because they're cap space, but in terms of like what it is when you're good, the Falcons are viewed as a really good job mm. just because Atlanta's a great place to live. It's cheap and you can live like a king. It's football matters a lot. I that that is one thing about the Niners, which is unique, and I think that's where the Dodgers and the Lakers, like as a coach, you want to work like at a place where what you do matters a lot. You know? <laughs> being a head coach of the Niners, like you'd say, you know, football on the, like being a coach, for example, like Cal, even though it's, I mean, a good job, it's power five and you can win, but it's like not the end all be all when you're the coach like for lane at Ole Miss. Like like, I bet he thinks he's just on top of the world. Like it's a big deal to be the head coach at Ole Miss.
1: David Shaw, who we love has been on the podcast we believe in. Uh, I hope he never leaves Stanford, all that stuff, but they don't sell out when they're good. Like that's gotta be discouraging on some level,
0: right? God, they, they were like top five program for like four straight years, and they never sniffed selling out games. Yeah, I think, think about good. that when
1: they're great with a capital
0: yeah. G. What what would the equivalent of Georgia or Iowa or something like that be if that team was that level consistently for that stretch that David had them? They would be apeshit, oh, right? Yeah.
1: I mean, they'd be filling
0: 100,000-seat stadiums,
1: 80,000-seat stadiums.
0: What do you think the number one – I mean, I being in Nashville, college football is really big in that stretch, but when you are NFL team, like to me, that's they don't the Saints-
1: have, they got Vandy. Like he's not really like it's weird. No. Cause it's a college part of the country, but as a pro Knoxville, I think there-
0: Knoxville's a couple hours drive away. so it's not yeah. like in your backyard. but but to me, a couple hours is a lot different than like twenty minutes, right? right? Yeah, that's where having Vandy there is irrelevant. That's where I think sometimes in Atlanta and even New Orleans you fight it a little bit more than even he does. It's,
1: especially if you get a lot of transplants in Nashville, which you're getting now, right? Which they're it, getting. They and are more because they what do transplants for a pro
0: team? And and what are they going to do? Now, it's just human nature. You naturally kind of gravitate toward it. Yeah. You know, like, oh, you can start keeping an eye on that team. Yeah. Good life. Good situation yeah. he's got. And I'll
1: Now you realize everything's good, no wonder he'd cut his dick off for a playoff win. <laughs>
0: Did, did you see the picture? Did you see the picture of Greg Norman? He instagrammed it walking down the beach. No, but is
1: that why somebody people were Well, yeah. So Greg Norman is
0: instagrammed a picture about the beach and he's jacked. Like he's got abs and he's got to be like 60 years old. If you zoom in, I mean his dick is just it looks big sticking out of his swim shorts. And that's why everyone's like <laughs> making fun of him.
1: Hopefully this is somebody's listening to this on the drive back from Thanksgiving dinner.
0: Yeah. <laughs> He Isn't Greg Norman though for like 60 pretty pack. yoked? What, I, know. I mean he's
1: what is he? What kind of what's his HGH regimen? I mean the good stuff. Man, do you know there are two games in the NFL that this weekend, as of uh the recording of this video, are seven point lines. Those actually are the biggest lines in the league this week. Do you know, could you guess what those two games are?
0: Well, I can because as you said that, I had mybookie.ag, promo code ham1, pulled up, and I was looking at the other game, which is the Dolphins-Jets game. Dolphins-Jets, Rams-Niners, those are the two big spreads in the league on Sunday. I I think if the Dolphins, let's say, had two had looked really good and they had beat the Broncos by 10 points, that line's 10, not 7. Yeah. Like, part of that being 7 is I think people go, whoa, are they – what's up with the Dolphins? Like, are they actually kind of not as good as we thought? That, that line – but I actually don't even feel great about the Dolphins in that line. To me, the Niner one feels about right. Comfortable. You would feel comfortable with the Rams on that one. Even though the Niners
1: have had success against them. The Niners are off a of bye. I think it's easy to forget Mullins, like what their team look now. Get some guys back, right? But I think it's easy to forget what – doesn't matter who you have back if your quarterback's not good enough. And the one thing we've seen is the Rams, after this like, oh, what are the Rams going to do? They are – they're a playoff team. And they're good. They could still win the division.
0: They're seven yeah. and three. I I think if you
1: go well, the you Niners don't like are coming the off a buy, John. Unless you're the Browns.
0: To me, it's pretty crazy. Niners coming off a bye, that, not just a short week, short week on the road across the country. So think about what time they got back Tuesday. Even the coaches are probably getting ready for Tampa. They're probably in, you know, la la land. It's hard, no sleep on the plane. That's a huge advantage for the Niners. Yet the line, it's like, yeah, you know, that feels like lucky to be at seven, right? Because like you said, Mullins. We'll, I guess you know, find out this week if Richard Sherman comes back. The problem, guy, is I watch the Rams; those wide receivers are awesome. I mean, all their guys get open with ease. Woods, Cup, Van Jefferson, the rookie, uh, the tight ends, Higsby. It's just it, if if Goff just plays under control, doesn't it feel like they can move it on anybody? They feel a little bit like uh, this is going to sound like a shot. I don't mean it like this, but like when. When Leach had Texas Tech and Washington State, like when they're just on and they're just going five wides, like I don't know where it's going, but it's going to be completed. That's when they really start rolling like that. It kind of it can feel like that. And the yeah. problem, the way to get with Goff, is to rush him and throw him off. Well, right now the Niners aren't really doing that. No, and, and I think because if thing he has time, he can pick you apart a little bit like an air raid quarterback. Because he is an air raid quarterback. Air, yeah, I mean, is. even though he didn't choose to be an air raid quarterback, was forced into it, but he thrived as an air raid quarterback. I think the other math that we do right
1: before the bye, the math was how do you make the playoffs if you're the Niners? Can you win the last game? Can you beat the Saints? Can you be five and five? Can you then, you know, win some of these games head to head? This would have been a big one. Fight your way back in and be a wild card team. Now I think that because it's the math is just really not in their favor at all, and their team is not ready to make a run. Now it's about, I think in part, where are you gonna draft? And part of that is what's your what's your range in terms of how close you are, what you would need to do in order to get a quarterback, right? How many moves do you have to are you drafting 16th where you got to do a couple things, or are you drafting twelfth where you could get to eight pretty easily or something like that? And right now you've got a bunch of teams like we I mentioned it, the NFC East is a mess, like all those you could have a you could have a team in the playoffs.
0: Well I guess they wouldn't
1: Draft would they draft? A, would the Eagles draft ahead of the Niners if they have less wins but made the no, playoffs?
0: No, no, they, they they would be the first team. You know, if they lost, they'd be the first team. Because think about last year, the Eagles got in the playoffs like seven, eight, and one, and they drafted you know at the end of the first round. Remember? Yeah, or, I mean, not at the, I mean the end of the lottery.
1: Yeah, I would if I'm if I'm a six win NFC East champ, I'd rather just miss the playoffs. But anyway, yes. that's a different thing. But now we just, you know, we did this with the Bosa Bosa year. Like, how high are you going to draft? And you were very adamant. Don't win games that hurt you. Um, Now, I wouldn't expect any coach to coach that way. But
0: Guy, I'm looking at the standings right now. Every team in the NFC East has a negative point differential. Every team except the Packers in the NFC North, the Bears, Vikings, and Detroit have a negative point differential. The NFC West, obviously the three good teams the Rams, Seahawks, and Cardinals all over 30-plus, a couple are basically 50. The Niners, and this speaks to like the Niners, like they beat the Rams, and they didn't just beat the Rams. They kind of, remember that game? They kind of shoved them around. They were in complete control. Little different. uh, If memory serves me correct, Jimmy Garoppolo played in that game. Uh, That's why it's just, they beat them three straight times, right? Because they swept them last year. They beat them this year when they were just kind of, you know, against the against the ropes at the time, and it kind of saved their season for for a minute before Jimmy got hurt again. I do think Kyle can have some shit just a little like Andy Reid. I, I just think great offensive coaches, Sean Payton, Sean McVay, can, it's much easier for them to pull a wrinkle, a play that you have no clues coming, than it is either easier for a defensive coach, like even Belichick. What are you going to do? Like some exotic blitz no one's seen? If they call the right play against it, it might not even matter. But an offensive play... If you've had that extra two weeks, like it does make an advantage. Like it, it wouldn't shock me if early in the second quarter the Niners are up like 10-7 or whatever. I just think over the period of a game when Nick Mullins your quarterback, maybe they are able to cover the point spread, but I just don't see how they win. You know, they just I, I just can't because th- it just gets back to they have no Nick room doesn't for have four. It. He has he doesn't have four quarters in him. Yeah, it's he hard has to play a, a drive player. or two or even a half. But how does he not throw a pick to Jalen Ramsey or get? Uh, Like to me, he's got like a strip sack, fumble, touchdown to like Donald and Brockers. Yep. It it just that that's to me what it feels like. And a couple years ago, when I was big team tank, and we argued over a little bit, and it was a kind of a controversial take—not just mine, but whatever side you took for the Niners, because the Niners had sucked for so long, and people were tired of it. and And I get it. I think this one. It's easier now. We just saw last year we go, okay, when Kyle has the bullets in his gun, like we can beat anybody. Right. Now it's like we we've been dealt this hand of just injury, 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 not like corona injuries, like legitimately dudes just get hurt. Kawun Williams, I look at my phone yesterday, it's like he just got popped for PEDs. And then I saw someone tweet, well, it doesn't even matter. He wasn't going to be healthy the next two games anyway. Like that's the where I they don't are. blame like, him. If if my whole locker room was <laughs> dropping like flies, I'd be like, "Doc, what do you yeah, got? Uh, no shit. I, I don't Tony blame him Tony Bosch. Either. He's it, well exactly. The, the, I just uh, don't you think this year the the casual fan understands like it's better these last six or seven games probably to lose them all and it's not even an indictment on anyone. No, after yes. going through everything, everyone went through. We agree. If this they time. lost it's, out, I don't even think Kyle would get shit.
1: Especially because of where they are in like the arc of the Kyle Shanahan timeline. It's clearly time. To just reload your talent. If I I
0: told you me if I told you they lost out and had like the sixth pick sitting here November twenty fifth, would you put them at like eighty percent taking a quarterback really high? Or still be up. I don't I just
1: don't know what Kyle I mean, I would think, but I just don't
0: know. I really don't. don't. I don't either. I I I wouldn't put it that high either. That's what's crazy. No, I when I talk about quarterback picks, I it's like if you told me they drafted Panay Sewell or something, I believe you. Yeah. I um which would be a good thing. I think any
1: but, Niner fan watching this that hates watching a team lose goes, I. it's clear watching this team, they need more talent.
0: They need more good players. So, fine. Um, I the, think it's easier to justify. I would not be saying the same thing if Jimmy Garoppolo was playing. It's much easier when you go, well, he's basically out for the season. There is no point at this time. Like, you don't get any extra credit winning games with Nick Mullins. It's no, irrelevant. No.
1: But to your point on the division, where it all likely will be a three-playoff team division... Not only does the whole division, including the Niners, have a positive um, point differential. The, Vi- the Vikings really fucked themselves losing that game to the Bears. Huh? They would have they been right the be, Yes, they would. Um, but not only does everybody have a positive point differential, there's not another division that has, forget about one team, only one team with a negative point differential. There's not another division that has uh, less than two. Everybody else has at least two teams with a negative point differential. And the Niners have zero. <laughs> it's pretty crazy.
0: So I, I actually
1: think now we'll see how the rest of the year plays out. That, that's, it, that's in
0: the that's in the league. Not even it, just that's the in NFC. the whole league. Yeah,
1: and it's like not even some of these. It, it, it's there's not a lot of like minus three point difference. I
0: don't know what the jet, the record is, but I'd imagine the Jets have a chance at the record, right? They're minus one fifty three. There's not a team. The next closest is the Jags at 90-96. God, the Steelers are plus 124. I guess that's what happens when you win every Hey, by game the 90s.
1: way, look at the Browns. Minus three.
0: Minus 23. Sorry. See, that's – they don't blow anyone
1: out. That shows you that, right? I, I, they are – I'm – but I think we should also make note of what we think of this team today before their post buy part of the schedule. The fa- I don't know what it's going to turn into, and I think it's better – if they win four games don't win a game the rest of the year that would suck to watch but it would be worth the pain but they're 4 and 6 right now and i do think they deserve some credit for everything we just said like being just in the position they're in
0: that's what i'm saying yeah. guy i i expect them to lose and i think losing is going to be the right thing to do sunday i don't really expect them to get blown out like i i'd be surprised if you told me the score is like 35 to 7 yeah, i'm with you I, I would expect if you told me the niners have a lead at half Actually, might look into that. Like, was their first half line? Mm.
1: I like it. All right, John. Let's tell the people about mybookie.ag promo code ham and the number one. We'll look up that uh, that Niners maybe a first half line or a leading at halftime line. Mybookie.ag promo code ham one. By the time you listen to this, you missed the uh, Turkey Day free play, but Black Friday. Black Friday deals boosted odds. Black Friday special. Log in every hour for a new deal. From 7 a.m. Pacific to 8.30 p.m. Pacific, the value just keeps on coming. New new deal every hour, mybookie.ag, promo code HAM1.
0: Yep, you got to love it, guy. The Turkey Day free play is Thanksgiving. Thursday just rolls right into Black Friday boosted odds and finishes the holiday strong with buy one, get one free Cyber Monday night football. How do you beat this, guy? How do you beat this? The reason football is king, because we love to gamble on it, and uh, get on it. That's why at mybookie.ag, they call the football season winning season, guy. Check it out. No risk. If you don't risk it, no gravy. What does uh, Bruce Arians say? No risk it, no biscuit. Don't forget to use the promo code HAM1 to claim your freebie. Guy, I just pulled up. There's some interesting Super Bowl odds right now. Obviously, the Chiefs are heavy favorites, but like you could get the Steelers 5-1. to one. You could get the Saints 5.5-1. You could get the Rams, who... I mean, twelve to one's pretty good odds mm. for a team that's going to be in the mix and still might win the division. And it's not when you look at Taysom Hill; they're still kind of in the mix for the number one overall seed. That's pretty good value, guy. That is good. value. Bucks eleven to one. Don't love that. I like the Rams. I might. I might throw a hundred bucks on that twelve to one. Because uh, they could get if they got the number one seed, I would like them a lot. And which is, I think most people just assume. Like, I just think if you ask the average person, they're like, Seattle's going to win the West. I, I think most people look at the standings. like the, the Rams are in position. They've already beat them.
1: And They, <laughs> they to me, can just play a more playoff, button-down, mistake Their defense defense is better. Yeah. Uh, there's also free bets on Monday, on Cyber Monday, so keep an eye out for that with Ham 1.
0: Uh, do you have a uh, first-half line on the Niners-Rams uh, Plus, team? I got a plus four. I kind of like that, too. I, I don't even hate them winning at halftime 2-1. to one basically plus 195. Okay. What do you think about that?
1: I don't uh I like them plus 4 and a half. Uh my concern well I think your logic is good right cuz you're thinking like coming off a buy. They don't have four quarters in them but they I just I I've got a Nick Mullins pick 6 on like the second series in my head. So
0: risky, but the, you know But it's value you just no seeing the and no value biscuit. Kyle Shanahan off a buy risk it biscuit. But but again, sometimes value like Bubba Watson was value in the Masters, he finished dead last. That's right, but there's the only one yeah. golfer in a big <laughs>
1: field. This is two teams and the Niners have beaten him yeah. what, 3 in a row? Beat him 3 in a row. And they're coming off short week and all that, travel. Yeah. Keep an eye. Trip to Fan. Raiders Falcons John. This is a 3-point line. Raiders coming off a heartbreaking loss. Um I I I I would hope for their for, from their perspective, you you're inspired by the fact that you were in position to beat the Chiefs, but Forget about inspiration. You just, the math says you got to win. So it doesn't matter how you feel. One look at the standings should be all the motivation they need against the Falcons this week.
0: Well, because right away, what happens, right? You got the Dolphins who dropped, who are your equal now at six and four. They get the Jets. Is it safe to say that's a win? Right? between. but yeah, they should win. They should win. And then Baltimore
1: um, caught a break. Like ideally, you would have known that Baltimore lost to the Steelers on Thursday night. But now Baltimore's got more time for Pittsburgh, maybe to get healthy, right? They're six and four. They win that game. If if the Ravens win or the Dolphins win and the Raiders lose, the Raiders are out of the playoffs.
0: The Browns play the Jags. That's a win. Mike Glennon. So, I mean, that's definitely a win. It just the math, when we looked at the Raiders schedule a couple weeks ago. And even when we assumed they were going to lose to the Chiefs, which they ended up doing, but it was much closer than definitely me and you, and I think most Raider fans would tell you they thought it would be, that you start going wins-losses, when I get you to 9 or 10 wins, without hesitation, I just put a W next to this game. And it does show you, Like as I think about it, the Raiders are the better team. They have the better coach. They have the better players. They're a more buttoned-up operation. But, like they're not this franchise that just has proven a lot to just go, oh yeah, they just fly, you know at four, four and a half hours, Five. I guess I was going to say five, but it's probably a little shorter from Vegas. Four and a half hours, four, four hours, 45 minutes, dominate a 10 a.m. kickoff. Like, that is still, like, that's hard for the good teams. And the Raiders, I think, are becoming a good team, but it's a little harder than I think we just act like it actually is because the other thing with the Falcons, I think Matt Ryan looks kind of shot. But they do still have other good players that if he does play well. I mean, Calvin Ridley, Julio Jones. Every time I ended up looking at an Atlanta Falcons game, doesn't it feel like Julio's walking the yeah. to the blue tent? Yeah. You got to go the blue tent a lot. He's been banged up. Um, and I don't know. I feel like
1: when I look at the league leaders for passing stats, I feel like Matt Ryan's name like got accidentally left up there because he's always – I watch them. They look awful. And then he's third in the league in yards, right? Now, it hasn't really translated. He's only thrown 50. For a guy third in the league in yards, he's only throwing 15 touchdowns.
0: Do you, now, think, do you put that much stock in yards as a quarterback? Uh, Well, it's, yeah, it's not I, nothing, I put stock in da- just like, He's what down you, a lot.
1: Yeah, to me, it just means like, what do your games look like? That's all. Now is it different than Mahomes and Russ and yeah and Aaron Rodgers? Abs- without question, it's different. But I just know if I look at you and you're throwing for three thousand yards at this point, and you're third in the league in passing. I just know the Raiders can't probably can't roll in there and win thirteen to ten. I just know Derek's going to get, make some plays.
0: Which he can. You want to guess how many? Do you want to guess how many rushing touchdowns Ty
1: Gurley has? I'm this glad year? you asked. I don't know. As soon as I read you Matt Ryan's touchdown number, I guessed the number's high including the oopsie accidental touchdown in Detroit. I'm going to say he's got
0: nine touchdowns. He has nine touchdowns. I mean, nine touchdowns. I assume he's going to end. season. I realized when I saw that, everyone acts like he sucks. You're going to look, he's got 14 touchdowns. He's going to have, remember how many touchdowns he had last year. He's going to have like 30 touchdowns in back-to-back years when everyone says he stinks. I know now Now, like he's not, he averages 3.7 yards a carry. He's not like that productive, but he clearly as a goal line back for the Rams, and now these guys scores fucking points. Nine touchdowns in a season is good. How's he not going to end up with 12 or 13? I had him on my
1: DraftKings team the week he scored the accidental touchdown.
0: It was such a that moment. That was cool. It was such a moment. Oh, yeah. He I, I was thinking when you said the touchdown, he didn't get in. He actually got in. He it scored. was Chubb that stopped. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. scored. Yeah. But he wasn't supposed It was to. when the Lions kind of tackled him and he kept going. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But But okay, even if he had hit the ground, like that's eight, right? He's he scores points. We said it when they signed him. You're like, everyone acts like his bulky knee, but he he was productive. So the point he is, is this team, you don't take you don't approach you don't approach this game properly.
1: It's just there's a lot of elements here that can work against you. Now I hope they're past it. And again, they're not nine and three, so this shouldn't be a problem this week.
0: Shouldn't be a problem. I I just think you look at the you look at the playoff teams. You go, I guess you know, even if Indy or Tennessee, one of those two teams has to lose, they're going to be seven and four. You know the the team that loses is seven and four. Team that wins eight and three. So that's a seven-win team. And I do think it's fair to say the Browns and the Dolphins just playing the two the team that are going to draft one and two in the draft are more than likely going to win. Like, even if you're – you know how we do it. Like, this team could beat this team. Those are the two games you're like, yeah, they're probably not going to lose that game. Like, it, it would be really shocking if, to me, the Browns lost to the Jags or the Dolphins lost to the Jets. And that's – and I don't think that highly of either one of those two teams. But I think the other two teams suck so bad – that's where I often talk about like the Falcons, the Chargers. Th- they're sneaky, good, shitty teams because they do have just some good players who can beat you. Todd Gurley being a guy that just like you could look up and he has two touchdowns in the game and Calvin Ridley has a touchdown. All of a sudden, you're tied 21-21 late in the third quarter. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Now, here's the, the flip Jets side. The Jets don't have that ability. Yeah, I guess my and point. And you
1: play them next week. The flip side is you win this game. Then you, you say the Jets. Raiders play the Jets. That's right. Yeah, so
0: this game, boom, you can parlay into back-to-back wins. All right. of a sudden, you're going eight and four feeling good. Going into the Indy game, and that becomes, I don't
1: know what Sunday Night Football is that week. That would be huge. That would be big. Um, I should look at the schedule. But, you know, you win this game, and all of a sudden, you're thinking, you play the Chargers, you play the Dolphins, you play the Broncos. You think, can we win all of our games? Can we finish on, like, just a six 11, or streak? like eleven and five. Yeah, yeah. Or or we be, win five and six, or win six straight. Yeah, be the hottest team going to the playoffs, and not just that. If they do that, that means Derek looks like he looked against Kansas City. All of a sudden, it's like holy smokes! Like we've reached this next level that
0: we've always thought we could reach. I think this game's huge for him. Obviously, just because every game in the NFL, when you're a you know a wild card team, matters. But when you just factor in your other teams that you're in the mix with, right? What's crazy is like you kind of see one team we haven't even mentioned because the game got delayed. If the Ravens lose, like they're just going to start getting passed by the Raiders, the Browns. Like mm-hmm. they're just are the Ravens not going to make the playoffs? Might I, not. I thought I, I said early on they were a lock. I no longer think that. I no longer think that at all. Just because of the past we talked about the Browns before, we've talked about you. You could convince me the the Ravens and the Dolphins miss, and the three teams are. Tennessee Indy whoever doesn't win it the Raiders and just the Browns as we've talked about before their schedule just sets up for them to win 10. And they just they just have an identity. Like it's they just know what they got to do. They win games by 4 points, 6 points. They just know how to play. Yeah. Yeah. Stefanski, well we
1: the thing with them is you just you got to win 10 games if you're the Raiders cuz they probably will.
0: Cleveland. Yeah. And Tennessee or Indy's going to win 10. Right. So I yeah, you got to win 10. But luckily you win this game. I think it's fair to say the Raiders are going to be a 10-win team. All right, John, on that note. If you're listening to this on Friday, what time are you on TV? Fox Sports 1, no big deal, national television? Uh, One o'clock.
1: What day? Did you fly out Thanksgiving? Thursday night, provided this game doesn't get canceled. Fly Thursday night. Get to Vegas Thursday night. One o'clock from... Al Davis Way, from the corner of Al Davis Way and uh, uh, Dean Martin uh, Avenue. Will you,
0: will you tweet some pictures? Or are we going to have any fun with this, or are you going to be professional? I mean, I'll, Kind of a tough spot. Yeah, I'll
1: put some <laughs> photos. Uh, now, it's like, I thought about, do I take like a, a picture of Middlecock, like a photo of you, and put you in a seat and take a picture of it? I don't... I feel, I feel like I'd be walking a fine line there,
0: like going to one of the bathrooms and sign your name. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Leave a middle. Call. You don't want them to tell... Somehow the Raiders tell Fox you're not allowed to do a game. It's not worth Plus, it. Plus,
1: we're pro yeah. Raiders, John. We're pro
0: Allegiant Stadium. We're, yeah, you
1: do get to get in there. I mean,
0: it's just. I've heard the booth. Is I, I think you can make a tweet like, "Who would have thought?" Yeah, I, you know, or something like that.
1: <laughs> I know it'll be. I always believed that's what the tweet. was. Where are you staying? Uh, apparently, Marry there's up? a hotel like across the street from the. It's not you know like the uh, Mandalay Bay or something. There's just like a regular hotel right next to the stadium. You can walk to the stadium.
0: They allow fans in there for college?
1: They had, but I think they reversed that. I don't think gotcha. they are anymore. But there had been fans in for the UNLP. Are you going
0: to get there semi-early and just kind of t- walk around and check out the place? Yeah, it's
1: a 1 o'clock a.m. I'll probably get there by 9, which is which I'll is never really forget early.
0: when I first went to, you've been to Cowboy Stadium, right? Yes. Where Jerry's, yeah. well, I remember. it. I, was, I, I went was there for a college game, though. But to me, it's I, I got there like five hours early, and I just walked around the entire. I'm like, this place is. I got to see this. That's awesome. That place. I would do that to the Raiders. I went to a
1: Texas UCLA game. That well, Texas. Yeah, Texas. Yeah, it was
0: where uh, New kid yeah. had the walk off touchdown or whatever. Yep. Right.
1: Came off the bench.
0: Is New kid coach for Chip? Yeah.
1: If you watch, you'll see long blonde
0: hair on the sidelines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like an offensive assistant or something. Yeah. Yep. That's cool. I so, like that guy. Yeah. G-
1: uh, Jerry. Jerry Jerry. Jerry All right. On that note, have a great weekend, everybody.
0: May the peace be with you. Adios. Save big on brunch for mom. All in the Kroger app. Get 16 ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% lean ground sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today